0: Guys, welcome to episode 31. I'm Kurt. And I'm Mike. We're going to be talking about some uh, light board games. Um, But before we talk about that, let's take this commercial message. What is the MFG cast? Um, What we like to do is we like to talk about games. We like to talk about board games, video games, card games, iOS games, phone games, pretty much anything games. We like to talk about it. We also like to talk about what we're now playing. And then we'll take a topic and we'll talk about it through the years. So. Basically, we talk about when we first started playing them up until present day. So, also, after we talk talk about our topic, we also like to do a review on a game. uh, Give it a score, starting from lowest one, which is a botch, going to eight. So we call it the patented, unpatented DA scoring system. So we like to do it that way. After that, we like to talk about some weird games uh, that we let, that we see on the internet And stuff like that And bring it to your attention Just for some silly gags And then we wrap up the show So before we get into the podcast To take this time to uh, If you want to help us out This podcast ain't free It actually um, costs us a little bit of money To keep this thing going So if you want to help us out In any way you can The first way to do it Is go on Go to Amazon Slash MFGcast Shop as normal And a little bit comes our way Another way you can Help out the podcast too uh, help uh, give us a little shekels coming our way is you can go to zazzle.com search under cast we also have a red shirt crew t-shirt uh, that's got cast and the federation logo on the front and then um, red shirt crew on the back if you don't know what that means go start from the beginning listen to the first couple of shitty episodes and we'll tell, <laughs> tell you how that thing all started shane kind of knows about that too if you don't know about that, and a little bit money goes our way. So yeah. Uh, a couple of other things before we get into the podcast. If you haven't listened to our interview with Rich Summer, that's the last thing we did. It was a great interview. It was very nice of him to come on the podcast. Had lots of fun. Lots of laughs. Thank you, Rich, for coming on and kind of talking about uh, your love of games and stuff like that. Um, also, if you want to backtrack to some of the other episodes, we've got a lot of other other good subjects and uh, great interviews. So uh, Another thing I'd like to bring forth to you guys' attention too is that um, another uh, friend of ours, Peter Newland, has a Kickstarter going for Wizard Dodgeball. It's a cool little uh, dodgeball game where you have cards with your different wizards and they have uh, different spells that you can use. So it's basically like playing dodgeball with with your little uh, wizard markers and you've got little uh, dodgeball uh, pieces and stuff like that that you can throw and catch and use different spells like freeze people and make them smaller or big and stuff like that and we really enjoyed it and he's got a Kickstarter going and I didn't realize that um, usually it seems like everybody goes everybody does a Kickstarter for a month but he's doing it for two months so he can hit his goal so if you guys would love if you guys would like to help out that would be great it's actually pretty cheap it's only thirty five bucks a game so it's actually a pretty good deal and also what if if you'd like to we actually have a review of Wizard Dodgeball on Board Game Geek. So, if you want to go to Board Game Geek and search under the reviews, I think we're the only review that's up right now. So, it's uh, it's called Dodgeball Wizard uh, MFGCast review of Wizard Dodgeball. So, if you want to help, out, if you could help out, that'd be great. I think I've talked a lot, so <laughs> let's get past that and let's talk about what we're playing right now. Catching up. All right, Mike, since I've talked for about 10 minutes, <laughs> this is going to be a long podcast if yep. I don't shut up and let somebody else talk, so why don't you take over what you're playing right now?
1: Playing right now, let me think, I don't even remember what we've played lately, because it's been kind of a weird month, it seems like. We played Pandemic Contagion, which is new to us, uh, very cool, fun little game, is it Takedo? Takedo, yep. Takedo. I wanted to make sure I said it right. <laughs> that you got, which is pretty awesome fun yes, also. Yes, yes it is. Sushi Go you had. You bet. Yep, and that one was fun. Um, other, I don't even know that we played much for board games besides that stuff. I've been playing, I've got Destiny uh, for cheap, and played that for a while. It was fun. Then I ended up getting... Uh, sale on the PlayStation Store, because they had their like year-end, you know, these are great games type of thing, and um, ended up getting uh, Far Cry 3 for way discount, and that is really, really fun, so it's been taking a lot of my time lately. That game, actually, I played so much on Sunday that... It was one of those games where I went to sleep and I could still see the game. <laughs> nice. So I knew I'd played it too long. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I was <laughs> like, oh, my eyes just are going this first-person shooter type thing where I'm like, <laughs> you know, moving all over. And, oh, yeah. that was, Head. it's fun. Random animals
0: <laughs> attack you in your dreams? Yep, pretty much. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, and other than that, like, my app stuff, I guess. I play the WWE super Card still, which is fun. So- and then I picked up another one, uh, another free one, uh, from the store called Lil Alchemist.
0: Lil Alchemist. Nice. Yeah,
1: and it I've been playing it maybe a eh, couple days. Yeah. Um, so far, but it's a card game. Okay. Um, you collect cards, and there's four hundred something cards. Okay. And you have a deck, and you end up. Like, you can combine stuff in your deck, but you have to research recipes for these cards. So, like, they have a a Death, a little Grim Reaper card. And if you combine it with the Human card, you get a Ghost. So it's a more powered-up character. And you have to kind of build boosts off of that, off of making spells. And if you're not able to make a spell, or you're not able to use, like, a power card that uses your ability, you go back to the start of your boost. So there's a lot of strategy involved, it's pretty fun, I mean it it's going to take an awful long time to research any combinations, I think, but I mean, you could be faster if you wanted to pay money but I don't care about paying money so <laughs> I will yeah, just well, I, you know, not worth it. research things for months and months and see how it goes but it's pretty neat, you know, it's a lot of fantasy type stuff in there, so just cool little pickup for free, so other than that, I don't think I've played anything, I guess. I've been sick a lot. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Fun. Yep. Nice. How about you? Alright, a couple of things. Um, we Same things we've been playing, you know, you got the Tickhido, which is, uh, people, if you have not played this game, if you haven't heard of it, most of the people that are listening to this probably know what it is, but if you haven't, I, I'm just going to tell you, pick it up. It's cheap, it's cheap prayer board game. It's only 40 bucks. It's beautiful. It's got great strategy. It's basically what you're doing is you're, you're going through, I think it's start you, you start from Tokyo city and then you go to, is it Edo? I think is what the end is called. And basically what you do is you have a strategy of what you want to do to collect victory points. So you can either, when you get to an end, you can eat, you can eat some kind of delicacy or oriental meal, basically, or you know some semblance of that and you get victory points that way where you get like six points for eating uh, you can make draw drawings if you complete a drawing which is uh, into sections it's like three four five um, you get points that way um, you can get you can get uh, souvenirs souvenirs yep that's what I was trying to think of if you get depending upon how many souvenirs you get you get so many points and the cool thing about this game which it doesn't have in a lot of a lot of games is that there's no dice you basically decide where on the board you can go. Plays thoroughly to kind of let you pick exactly where you you know where where you want to go as long as long as you stop at every end. So it's got a lot of replayability in that way because depending upon how many players you have, there's a lot of strategy. And the cool thing I like about that game too is that a lot of games we play that are multiple multiple player games for the most part if we play a two-player game that usually sucks or gets old after a while, I think me and you could play that game all the time. and I wouldn't mm-hmm. get sick of it. Yep. It's right now. It's one of my favorite games of all time. Actually, I think it's great. Sushi Go, of course. If and if it, I'm sure a lot of people you've you've heard of this too, but it's one of those where it's, you've got different types of uh, sushi and different kind of things you can put. You can put uh, stuff on wasabi, and it multiplies points. You can get a. Uh, two Tempora cards together it to gets you points it's basically one of these games where you take a card you play it, you pass it down and then you pass your other cards to the next player and then you figure out what you're going to keep and what kind of combinations you're going to get to play that game that's that's another another awesome light game um i know we're not talking about that right now but i'm gonna put it in there anyway love letter if you don't know what that is Look it up. It's another game that seems like everybody knows. What else do we play? Cold War, the game we're gonna be reviewing today. Uh, Cold War, CIA versus KGB. Um, what else have we have I played? We got a new Scategories game, and I can't think of the name of it. And I apologize, but I can kind of describe it for you. It's a game where you categories is you know if you, everybody pretty much knows categories, You roll the dice, you p- pick a letter, and then you have a different cate- different categories that you fill in the thing. Well, this one's a little different, where it has its own thing on the. It's got a card that is vertical, and it's got something on the top that says like wedding or something like that, and then it spells out wedding all the way down the card. So you use those letters to come up with. Different things, and what if it says wedding, that'll say things in a wedding. So then you have to come up with as many things as you can for that. And I think it was, that was a pretty cool, pretty cool um, alternative to the regular category game, mm-hmm. which I really like. You know, also played Catan Junior thanks to the um, Will Wheaton and Tabletop. One day I just decided to tell Logan, "Hey, let's let's watch uh, let's watch this uh, this game because it's got kids on it." Well, he he loved it. Because it's it's a it you know it's like settlers of Catan except for it's pirate ships, uh, pirate coves or whatever you want to call it. It's the same kind of like Catan. except for simplified. Um, you can you get you know different things like sheep and stuff like that. I or, is it a goat? Is it a goat or a sheep? I think it's a goat. But it was really fun, and it's funny because now when I watch Tabletop he's always like, "Is it the kid one?" Because he just thinks that all that's all it is is it's Will we play with kids and stuff like that? I'm like, no, nope, but. Next time, if there is one, we'll see it, you know? We got one of the... We got a couple of the classics. We got Connect Four. Uh, Logan got Connect Four for Christmas, so we played that. I got a Target-exclusive game we got for Logan. It's called Axis of Villains. It's a Justice League game, board game. And it's a cool one. It's kind of like... um, uh, It's like Castle Panic. I don't know if you... You haven't played that game yet, have you, Mike?
1: Um, Like the app, the app type thing? Well,
0: they've got the board game, too. Oh, okay. But have you played... Yeah. broken okay, okay, so this is what this axis of villains is like is basically what you do is you 've got you 've got a satellite in the middle that 's broken up into four pieces you 've got that it's it 's together at one point in the middle you start with your superheroes in the middle they have special powers basically to defeat the villains well the villains you roll the, you roll a dice and they start on where whatever number that is on the outside, and then they converge in the middle mm-hmm. depending upon how many rolls you get and how many moves they make and stuff like that so then you have to go and roll a number that's higher than them to defeat them and then the special powers come into play and then you've got your regular villains but then you've got your super villains that come in too if you uh, flip over a special card at the time if you Hmm. roll the dice to a special card it's really fun yeah so it kind of reminds me of castle panic castle panics that way where they all converge to the middle of your castle or whatever so that was really fun to play also Played Logan actually. I was proud of him. He saved up his money. He bought a Lego Movie video game for the Xbox 360. So we got to play that. Heard a lot of bad stuff about this game, but it's just like any other Lego game. It's I think it's phenomenal. It's really fun. It's cool to it's cool to collect all the minifigures Mm -hmm. like always. You know, even Superman and Green Lantern are in it and stuff like that from the movie and stuff like that. So that was really fun. And then. Logan for Christmas got uh, superhero shoots and ladders, superhero squad shoots and ladders. I'm going to vent for a little bit. I love Christmas because you get lots of cool presents. But you think that people would just realize that most kids have these, the shoots and ladders and the, you know, that kind of stuff. So we have shoots and ladders and now we have the superhero one. I'm just like, oh my God, I'm so fucking sick of shoots and ladders. <laughs> But, hey, grandma's got to buy what grandma's got to buy, so can't look a gift horse in the mouth, I guess. So, But, uh, yeah, and that's pretty much it.
1: And I forgot, your Lego movie game reminded me that I got Lego Batman 3 for Christmas. Oh, so yeah. So I played that for a while. Nice. You know, beat all the regular levels and stuff, and then just, I still have a few characters to collect, but other than that, you know, pretty much did what I can do in that game. <laughs> and then another thing that I picked up one day for free um on our ipad was wwe immortals What's um that? which is essentially injustice with wwe people really yep it's the same same thing with the, like if you played the app yeah version of injustice it's, it's the same thing the you, col- you collect the cards and all that stuff but everybody's like oh, i'm trying to think of who i've got i've got like Well, Cain. Cain's the demon Cain. But then there's another version of Cain that you can get that's a higher level. Oh, I you. Um, And, like, Roman Reigns is a centurion, you know? And uh, they've got Paige, who's, like, a raven queen or something like that. And then the Bellas are, like, fire and ice. (laughs) You know? Yeah, so it's... Interesting, Yeah. You know, they made them all into pretty much superheroes. Yeah, yeah. To make it more like that type of a game. So, yeah, I've just been playing that, you know, every couple days I'll go back into it just to play for a little bit. Is it free? Yeah. I'll have to check that out. Yep. Yeah, I mean, if you liked the Injustice app. Oh, yeah, Same thing. It would be really cool if they made it into a video game like Injustice. Yeah,
0: because the Injustice video game is fantastic. Oh, yeah. I mean,
1: if they could make a good story mode out of it and everything, it would be pretty awesome. well, and
0: probably wouldn't, I mean take that much to make it because you already got the superstars and you know you easy to put the different wrestling arenas and stuff like that. yeah i mean
1: it would be the it would just be they don't even use arenas it's not like an arena it's like background background like like, you uh, like like injustice yeah like the one um it's kind of like a swamp you know voodoo type of place and Hmm. different stuff like that you know go with the characters more than with Yeah, that's
0: definitely definitely interesting yeah Yeah, definitely different yeah awesome all right. Yep. Well, that's now playing. Let's get into light games.
1: Through the years. All right.
0: So we usually like to start with our... When we use our topic, we used to. We like to start from the beginning and go through. This one's probably going to be more of a mismatch. There will be some things that I could talk about that were, you know, at from the beginning, you know, from when I... Used to play when I was a kid and stuff like that, but that's just stuff that I think everybody's played because there's, when you're a kid, there's a lot of light, lighter games. Yeah, basically. pretty much that's
1: what kid games are. They have to be. Yeah, exactly. Know?
0: Yep. So that's that's what I think about when I think of light games is, you know, you think you're, what I was talking about, you got your chutes and ladders and your connect fours and your, I mean, even Clue, even though yep. it would take somewhat, you know, some time, it still wasn't very, oh, yeah, very, it's didn't easy take to very follow long at all, thing. for sure. So, so those are kind of the games to start with. I'm trying to think of what what other games were, what other games back in the day were kind of like that too. A lot of card games, like Uno and stuff yep, like and that. Yeah, and a lot of uh, dice games too. Mm-hmm. You know, you play Yahtzee. Yahtzee doesn't take very oh, long, yeah. stuff like that. And you know, you have your like we talked about with uh, Rich Summer. You got your Book of Hoyle. That's got your dice and your card games that are really pretty quick, like your Hearts and your Spades and stuff like that. And a lot of these games, they kind of, some of these games pick up from that kind of stuff, you know, like, um, since I'm on the topic, you know, um, if you think about, um, like, clubs and stuff like that, you know, a lot of people right now are going to think Diamonds, because Diamonds, like, a trick take, you know, is a trick-taking <laughs> game, it's just a little bit different with the... W you know with the diamonds going in and out of your uh, vault and stuff like that and trying to get points that way. Another one is uh, another one that might not be as well known, but it would be if you listed this podcast is uh, Dragon Whisper. You know that's a trick-taking game too mm-hmm. that has a little bit of a fantasy element to it. You know, um, still kind of the same thing except for the Dragon Rage card kind of mixes it up a little bit and stuff like that with the colors and voting on what you think or was it voting on the color. Or somebody got to pick the color yeah. of the trick is what it was, yep, so it's just one of those things where you know a lot a lot of things kind of pick up on old stuff and they just kind of put a new twist to it, which is fine. I mean things are gonna have happen like that all the time I mean uh, to make it a current reference, if you listen to this podcast, you probably heard it on another gaming podcast, mm-hmm. but we just we're just putting another little spin on it. Don't stop listening to us.
1: (laughs) Yeah, the the way I look at it with that type of stuff is those games like that are the games that now pretty much they have the license from all sorts of different cartoons and all that type of stuff. You know, like, I had on my list, like, I've got Space Invaders Jenga. That's a simple (laughs) game to play, but it's Space Invaders on it now. I still haven't
0: played that. We gotta play that. I know.
1: Yeah, it's like... A lot of those games, except for Yahtzee or not Yahtzee, uh, Monopoly. Yeah, Monopoly takes forever. Forever. It's easy to follow, but it doesn't fit within a half hour. No, it doesn't. Um, and, it, and it blows. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I mean, it's like you know you mentioned Clue. There are a bajillion types of Clue. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like there's different types of Sorry and all that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Quick games that you play with kids, and that's all that light game stuff that's got the licenses now that they're trying to sell a ton of different copies of. Yeah. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, it makes me think of, like, Flux. Like, Flux is big time that now.
1: (laughs) The thing is, is Flux, like, I remember the first time we played it, because I got that zombie Flux, and we played it, and it went pretty fast. Mm -hmm. And then the next time we played it, it took, like, two hours because nobody could get any of the matches that matched up with what the goal was. So that game is really hard to throw into, like... (laughs) Simple, easy game because it might last you hours. Yeah. Just based on what you have. Especially if you would mix some of those sets together. Because oh, yeah. you know they can mix sets together yep. and then you're just like, How do you ever find like Monty Python stuff out of five different sets that are mixed together? Yeah, so. That is
0: true. Um it makes me th- it makes uh, me think of the question uh I asked on Facebook and I asked on Twitter and I also decided to ask on board game Week. We haven't used board game Week yet, which just Boggles my mind that I didn't think about this before, but I posed the question and we had a, quite a few people uh, respond, which I'll talk about at the end here. But uh, someone made a made a great uh, came up with a great question. They're like, "What do you what do you think is a light game?" You know, because, and you know, I made the comment. I said, "Well, it's different for everybody." You know, I consider it to be quick and easy to learn, quick and easy to play, and then if it's over forty five minutes, it's not a light. Game because it, that means it's it's gonna be a little harder to do, and it's gonna take a little bit longer. So that's does doesn't necessarily make it light, but that's up for debate. You know, like you said, you play flocks. Sometimes it takes you five minutes. You're like, ha ha, I did it. And you're like, damn it, you mm-hmm. know. And then there's other times where it takes forever. And you're like, where the hell is this card? Yep. You know. So, you know, someone had uh, someone else on uh, board game geek 2, uh, I'll reference him when I get to the names at the end, but. Uh, he said Elder Sign, but I remember we, mm-hmm. when we played it, I felt like that took a long time, but also we haven't played it that much either, so we kind of had to go through what yeah. we were doing and stuff like that. I so. think the
1: timing on the box is pretty low, if okay. I remember right. I think it was just probably us learning, because I know I played it by myself probably three times, okay. because you can play it single player, by and yourself, yeah. I think probably the last time it probably went pretty fast if i remember right so okay. it's not bad it's not just too bad. there is a lot of pieces yeah that for me like when i think of these games too it has to do with the setup if there's yep. a ton of stuff yep. you know it doesn't seem like a light game to me if yep. there's just a ton of components yep. so
0: It's like uh game of thrones board game that i have mm-hmm. from uh I think it's Fantasy Flight. It's just, it's huge, it's got so many components.
1: Well, and, Elder Science Fantasy Flight, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And we've talked about this before. You know, uh-huh. a lot of
0: Fantasy Flight is just like, oh, my God, it's like, it's like you're doing fucking homework. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, just tell me what it's, you know, I almost, I just, it just dawned on me, you know, you should just, we should just look on YouTube, have somebody describe it to us, because I know there's probably yeah. 80 million people that have talked about, uh, you know certain games that you play and you just be like you know what, instead of reading the instructions and trying to figure it out that way just have somebody else say <laughs> that's very true <laughs> say I hey that. you know this is it you know so you know that's that's the thing a lot about a lot of games is you know it's hard to really know how long it's going to take until you really get a few plays into it because even if it something says it's 45 minutes Maybe you're just not as as good at being thorough about it, so then it does take forever every time, you know. So, or if you're like me that can't remember any of my <laughs> games, you know, and then we have to I have to reread everything, you know, that kind of thing. It can get to be very, you know, very daunting. So, let's see What's some other games. Since we're on the streak of car games and stuff like that. There's a lot of card games that are like that. Um, the things that I can think of uh, are first review, Kittens in a Blender. That's like oh, that yeah. nice quick little game where you're trying to kill little kittens. Oh, man, I tell you, it's the best. No, <laughs> Poo is like that too. It's just a cute little card game where you're throw, you know, throwing poo at other, <laughs> at, other, uh, at other people for points and stuff like that. Another one, same concept nuts where you're just trying to get uh, a card that's worth, I think, the most nuts you can get on a card is like six nuts, you know, and it's just one of those where you're just trying to get victory points, basically. Uh, what else, what else is kind of like that? Um, that Crazy Creatures of Dr. Gloom that I've talked about before, it's a, it's a game where you have uh, four different colors of this little containment unit for the creatures and stuff like that, and you start, um, start moving up, so it has plus signs. It has a plus sign on the front, and then it has a uh, Minus sign on the back. So then, if it has a plus sign, then you have to put. A, you have to go up in numbers, and it goes one through six. And so you, whoever plays a number on that one color, you have to go up from there. But then, if you have the same number, you can flip it, and it turns into a negative. Then you have to go down. And then, um, depending upon uh, how many moves you can, pl- move, how many moves you can make, whatever you have in your hand counts as negative points with the skulls counted on the top of the cards. So that's a little little light game that's a little different as far as you know the card game genre goes for light games and stuff like that
1: even for card games like i would throw in like ccg stuff yeah. pokemon was super easy for yep. us to learn yeah um even magic, magic like once you know it once you've played it a couple times mm-hmm. like i remember when we did our extra life event and we had the magic tournament yeah and before it Shane was kind of like, well, I don't want to stay here for this. I'm like, why don't you try it? Play a game against me. I'll give you a deck. Just play through it. I'll show you a little bit of what stuff is. He played it. He did really well. Yeah. Didn't take him long, you know, for a game that he's, like, not interested in playing at all. For him to be able to pick it up pretty easily. Mm Mm-hmm. Those games, like we always, Magic, a lot of times at the end of the night, if we have a little bit of time left, we're like, well, might as well play a little Magic, you know? So I would throw those, you know, CCG games into that for sure.
0: Yep, I definitely had that on my list because it's like, yeah, with Magic, we use that as a filler every time. We're, you know, we're like, okay, well... We, you know, we usually play games from about 7 or 8 till 10 o'clock or something like that, and, you know, if it's like 9.30, hey, let's play a round of Magic, you know. Sometimes mm-hmm. it can take a little bit longer, but most of the time it's pretty short. The only time it ever gets long is when you're, you know, either if for Magic if you're playing like a... Oh, Commander Deck? <laughs> Commander Deck. Yeah, if you're playing a Commander Deck, then it takes a little bit longer you know, if you're playing in a tournament, of course, it's going to be longer, but otherwise it's, you know, it's one-on-one usually, you know, and yeah. it goes pretty quick. So.
1: Unless, like, if you have two decks that are very evenly matched, mm-hmm. you know, that can take quite a while, but, yep. other, you know, it's usually pretty fast. Yeah, so.
0: yeah. <clears throat> Another game that I decided to throw in here, too, that's a card game that people probably wouldn't put into there, they probably... I mean, even though it is a light game, people don't think of it. It's Cards Against Humanity, you know. Oh yeah, very quick, very easy. You know, mm-hmm. just a fun little party game. And oh yeah,
1: party games totally fit into that. Yeah, for the most that's part, true. Because
0: you know? yeah, because they're, they're supposed to be made to kind of be light and easy and fun. And
1: that's yeah, something that I threw on there. I was like, like seen it in those DVD games. Yep. Very easy. You know, you don't even need rules. Really no. like anybody can sit down and play that type of game, yep. you know? Yeah. So that was something for me. It was like, those are always really fun and, like, super fast and easy to pick up for anybody to play, you know? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm.
0: For sure. Yeah, it's, you know, and, and, yeah, like those scenic games, you can just pop in the DVD and just mm-hmm. yell out stuff, you know? Um. Yeah, part of games I threw a ton on here, like, you know, Pictionary, Mad Gab, Taboo, those old school games that everybody's kind of into, you know? Yeah trying to think of what else. A couple of games that we talk about on the podcast, guillotine, where it's you're cutting off the heads of heads of uh houses and stuff like that, basically. Um, Bonanza with the beans, that's pretty quick. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty fun. Even some tile laying games like Veluspa from Stronghold games, that only takes about forty five minutes. And Quirkle, like we played, you know, it's like mm-hmm. it sometimes it seems like it like Quirkle probably takes a little bit longer because you have to use all of the all the tiles, but um, again, that's one of those things that once you are once you kind of know what's going on, you can kind of get to that kind of thing. Yep. Um, what's some other ones? Like Dice Masters, Dice yep. Masters, it's like the whole... I put that down at Warriors. Clandons. Yep, Warriors, yep. yep, for yep. sure. That's that kind of thing where it's like you got dice, you're basically just shaking a bunch of dice and seeing what happens, you know?
1: A couple others that I put down that we played a couple times were Timeline and Cardline. Yeah, yeah. Those were super, yeah, they're tell, just super easy. Tell
0: everybody what those are Those are about, because some people know, but some people don't really know what those are about.
1: Um, timeline is pretty much, you just have a whole little deck of cards, and it can be, like the deck that I have is movies and cinema. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually it has music in it too. Um, but uh, it's just a whole bunch of cards that are like different movies, like they have Terminator and all sorts of stuff, and then it has the year on it. Mm-hmm. That's one side of the card, just the picture and the year and then the other side of the card is just the picture and the name and you have the picture and the name face up to yourself and you start out with one card like in the middle of the table um i think that one has the year side up if i remember yeah, right yeah i think so um and then it, your goal is just to get rid of the cards in your hand um just by putting them in the timeline where you think they should go you yeah. know either newer or older and then the more cards you get out there you just have to fit them into spots and stuff. And if you get them wrong, then you have to draw more cards into your hand and stuff like that. And card line is the same type of way, except for it's like the one that I have is animals. So it was like their size and their weight and I think their lifespan. Mm-hmm. Um, and you just go by, you know, what's biggest and smallest and all that type of thing. And yeah. they're really nice looking cards, really detailed, you know, good art on them. So mm-hmm. really, really simple and fast, easy to pick up and, you know, yeah. know what you're doing right away. Yeah.
0: So. And the cool thing about these games, too, is that they fer- they're fairly cheap. Mm-hmm. And that's the awesome thing, you know? It's like, for the most part, a lot of these games, you're spending like 10 bucks, yep. which is awesome. 10 to $15, why not? You know, mm-hmm. something you could play, if, you know, a lot of people for the most part, like to play light games, you know? There's only a few of us that have a lot of time in the day that can play the the heavy games or the games that take longer, you know? Like, I, when we had the Extra Life giveaway, you actually put your name in and you got Firefly, you mm-hmm. know? And that's a two-hour game, and that's mm-hmm. something that we haven't played yet because it's, like, it's daunting, you, <laughs> you know? know? <laughs> just the whole time you're thinking, oh, man. It's, like, obviously, because it's Mike's game, Mike's going to have to look at it and go over it by himself and before I we get into it, yeah. I just haven't gotten...
1: <laughs> enough time to just be like, okay, I need to, it's, you know, a decent sized rule book and yep. tons of pieces, so yep. it's like, hey, I don't yeah. know what to do. Exactly, <laughs> so
0: so it's almost something like, like we'd have to come, I'd have to come over, we'd have to set everything up and then say goodbye and then come mm-hmm. the next day or a week later and be like, okay, now we can play it now that we've read the rules, so so yeah, so sometimes, you know, especially as you get older and you've know, got stuff to do and some of us have, have kids and other responsibilities and stuff like that it's hard to it's hard to play these longer games so these short games are a great way to do stuff and i think some of these companies are figuring that out because they're coming out with a lot of a lot of lighter games and stuff like that i even had even heard when Stephen bonicore was talking he's they're getting into the i don't know what do you want to get into the business of just doing light quick games and just having a department for that or you know a trust that does that you know mm-hmm. so you know these companies are figuring out you know these bigger board games are awesome to have and they are fun but you know there's a lot more people that have a lot less time and they're more involved in you know their lives or like even like their stupid phones and computers and stuff like that that sometimes it's hard to pull out a game that's you know two yeah. or three hours long whatever you know
1: it's not even just that it's your non-gamer friends are not going to sit down and play, like, a big game. Like, I can't get out Axes and Allies and just be (laughs) like, hey, you guys want to come over and play to, you know, people that don't normally play games? Mm -hmm. They're not going to sit there for five hours and play that, you know, or however long that takes. It's probably even longer I haven't played that in so long. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But, you know, it's like the the light games are so easy to be like, okay, I can show you this really quick, and we can play it. You know, it won't take that long if you hate it you're not playing it that long. You're not wasting Mm -hmm. that much of your time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So it's great. I think the only one that I have at the top of my head that I can remember that I've got left is, um, well, I've got a couple more actually. Some of the cranium mini littler games Mm -hmm. that they have like hoopla and who knew and stuff like that. If you don't know what those are, check them out. They're really good family games and stuff like that. And even adults love to play them. I love to play it. So
1: yeah. Yeah. My wife Um, actually finally found that caribou one. Oh, nice. Um, which I played by myself, because it it's, you know, totally, totally little, like, yeah. little kid. Little kid game. One. Yeah, yeah, but, you know, it's fun. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, most of those are, create, you know, creative stuff using your mind and your hands and stuff like that, so mm-hmm. that sounds really fun. Um... Also, another game that I think of light is uh, Stronghold Games is Survive. Survive is really easy, oh, yeah. you know? It's like, oh, now and i am even thinking about it, I think of other games that are kind of in that aspect. You've got Forbidden Desert, Forbidden Island, you oh, know, yeah. those kind of things mm-hmm. where it's like quick, hey, let's get out of here before everything collapses on us, you know, we all die, that kind of thing. You know, those are really quick. Even Takedo that we talked about at the beginning, mm-hmm. that's only, um, that's says I think only forty five minutes. You yeah, know? that was so, really fast when we
1: played the last. Yeah, time.
0: yeah, and even even when you're playing with my wife, who takes forever to take a turn. <laughs> sorry, honey, I always just throw a couple of shots into pick on my wife because when I edit, then she's always listening. So I'm gonna get her good this time. But it, it doesn't doesn't take that long. So. Mm-hmm. So it's always, you know, that one's always kind of fun to break into. Blockus, another good game. I don't know if have you played that, Mike? Oh yeah, home? I have that. Oh, yeah. you do? Okay, cool. Um, we should play that sometime. I yeah. like that game a lot. My uh, in-laws actually um, got me into it because they got it on a whim, and my my father-in-law is really big with I'm trying to think what you would call it
1: Tetris. He's
0: yeah, <laughs> it's seriously, it's like whatever that skill is oh. with like Tetris. He's very good with numbers, so. When you play that, when you when you play that game, it's really I really don't like playing with him and my wife because my wife is they're both really good at that mm-hmm. kind of thing. So if they play on a team and I play with like somebody else, then it's annoying because I'm I just don't quite have that quality in my head to figure that out. But I still love playing it. Yep. It's fun. So yeah, that
1: was one of my like on a whim thrift sale purchases for like a buck one day. Nice. <laughs> so that's awesome. It's a very good purchase for a dollar. Yeah, and
0: they got a couple of different versions of blockus too that are pretty fun. So. Mm-hmm. It's just basically, yep. like Mike said, it's like Tetris but on a board, and you kind of figure your ways around it and stuff like that. So until nobody can move anymore, which is pretty fun. Mm-hmm. As far as that goes, I don't, I don't think I have anything else that I can think of the top of my head.
1: Well, I know I have mentioned we played Pandemic Contagion. That oh yeah, was, that's super fast. That is super um, fast. It says 30 minutes on the box. I don't even know. Well, I suppose with the rounds because of the way it's set yep. up. But it's it's set up to only be, like, nine rounds yep. because of the way the cards are. Yep. Or I think, is it nine or is it 12? I don't know. But um, just really fast game mm-hmm. and, like, really fun. You know, if you're playing Pandemic, it's kind of the opposite of Pandemic where everybody's a disease and you're trying to pretty much kill off the world in mm-hmm. this one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's really fun, and you know a lot of strategy and stuff. So, and even Pandemic, as far as a game, I think I don't think that took that long. It was well, really easy. To, yeah, if you really do.
0: Yeah, if you really know the rules, it's pretty easy to go through yeah. as long as as long as you're not, you know, purposely making dumb decisions or you know taking your time to figure out mm-hmm. stuff. It's usually that's usually pretty, pretty good to pretty easy to go through. Yeah.
1: The other thing that I was thinking of was just like app games, and iPad games, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like, all of those are designed to be a quick game, you yep. know? I was trying to think of video games. There's not so much. I mean, like, we talked about Tetris. Tetris is a perfect example. You can pick that up unless you're trying to, like, win it, win it, you know, which would take forever. Yeah. But, you know, you can just play a little bit, Pac-Man and all that type of stuff. You yep. know, there's just quick little games that you know you just get in play a little bit and then yeah. you're done yeah app, so.
0: app games and phone games are pretty much yeah that's what they're designed to do because mm-hmm. most of the time they're thinking about when you're at the dentist or you're on a small trip or yep. you know whatever you know because a lot of people don't like long games as far as that goes but there's some are that some that do you know i don't i wouldn't mind them you know like yep. there's some games that are on there like your final fantasies and your co-tours and stuff like that that are fun to play you know so yeah.
1: you know well, why not yeah, and so many of them are set up, they're the, the time management type of game where you do a little bit and then you can't really do anything unless you spend money, like the game that I was talking about earlier, so it's like, well, you just, you know, let it sit for a while anyway, so mm-hmm. it is, it's gotta be quick unless you're willing yeah. to Yeah, well, maybe, something.
0: you know, and I thought of, you know, some video games like, you know, you talked about, like, um, Injustice and stuff like that, that's pretty Oh yeah, pretty Fighters. Quick. Yeah, yeah, Fighters are pretty quick, you know, you just, yeah. you fight, you die, you win, whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. You could still play through the play through the game, which takes a while, but those are still pretty quick hits. You know, mm-hmm. um, there's probably some downloadable games on, you know, PSN network and Xbox Live and stuff like that or, that are a little quicker than others yeah. too. You know, puzzle games, stuff like that, mm-hmm. definitely things like that. So yeah, I think. I think there's a lot of people that kind of figured out that, you know, not all of us have that time. So, you know, they got to come up with some, something that's a little shorter, you know. Even the um, Telltale games, you know, that if you put them all together, they're pretty long. But to tell you the truth, they don't take you that long if you make the decisions, you know, based on, you know, I mean, a lot of times it's it's meant to be quick.
1: It's not, not a half hour, though. It's usually about two hours. That's true. That's <laughs> At least true. when I actually have sat down and played. If you from played the be- whole thing. Yeah, like those. just one episode of it yeah. without doing anything else. It's about two hours usually it seems like. Yeah. So
0: Okay. Okay, so maybe I'm wrong. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> it just seems like uh, I played that the first episode of uh, of Game of Thrones and it just seemed like it went so quickly.
1: <laughs> I haven't played that one. But yeah. the other, you know, like Walking Dead, I think all those were about two hours okay gotcha so yeah
0: so it's fun. Yep. fun fun to have these these games that we can pick up on the fly because you know again we just don't have the time for everything but so hopefully hopefully we, we went through a lot of stuff that uh, either you're interested in or that you liked us hearing us talk about um, i just wanted to go through a couple of things that i actually got um, a few people on board game geek to talk about um so let me just get to that quick We had, okay, I'm not going to say everybody's names. I'll just say their usernames just because I don't want to keep them. Yeah. I don't want to give away everybody's names and make them feel weird about it or anything. Lotter Fan, 1976, made references to some of the stuff that we talked about. Um, Sushi Go, Survive, but they also talked about Carcassonne. Carcassonne is actually pretty quick. A couple of games I've actually uh, never heard of, Shadows Over Camelot.
1: Oh, that looked neat yeah I think you need three players at least for that <laughs> That's why I never picked it up.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. He says or she um, says simple rules ver- uh variable play- uh player powers, stunning artwork and components, and it's and it being the first co-op to introduce the trader mech mechanic. All make this one a no-brainer, and even more players can jump in or leave at any point in the game. Add it. Add all of this to the fact that you can quote one of the best films of all time while you play it makes it priceless. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Um, ticket to ride. Ticket to ride, of course, is pretty self-explanatory. Really, Which is funny because really we've easily. never played that. We haven't. I've seen. <laughs> I've seen. You know. I've seen everybody play. I've seen people play it. Oh yeah, I played it, it myself to at some but, point. But yep. yeah, it's just one of and, those things. Uh, yeah, well, it's funny, too, because if, if, if the people that regularly listen to this podcast will probably know by listening, we don't play a lot of the games that everybody plays, you mm-hmm. know? We kind of try to make it something a little different, you know? And not not just, we're not just playing the Catans and the Seven Wonders and the Carcassonne. We've played Seven Wonders and Catan, but we don't... Yeah, we've
1: never played Carcassonne.
0: But we, yeah, we haven't played Carcassonne, mm. you know, and we... There's some other games out there that, you know, maybe, you know, people are just like, I can't believe you haven't played that. Well, Mm -hmm. you know, we're still fairly new. We're pretty, as far as the hardcore gaming goes, we've probably only played for about, what, five, six years now? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, so basically, you know, if if anyone's new to the hobby, you know, we're kind of along there with you, you know, and we're learning as, as much as you are. So it's kind of nice to get these, excuse me, get these, uh, suggestions for games we haven't played before, which, yeah. you know, is like, okay, we'll put this on the list. You yeah, because
1: really, like, before we started playing, playing games, it was like I had seen it in all, you know, like mm-hmm. the classic-type board games, yep. and the only other game that I really had that was gamer game uh, was Blackbeard, oh. which I've had for years and years and nice. years, which is, I don't know, Rio Grande or something like yep. that. So that was, like, my, my only like nerdy type game and that game float instruction book is probably like thirty five pages long <laughs> and ridiculously hard to get into at the beginning. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. But yeah, other than that, I mean it's we just really haven't had as much of experience with yep. a lot of these games that people think are classics. Yep. You know?
0: Yeah. Again, which is which is fine. You know, it's like it's it's like anybody that when you like me and Mike were talking before, it's like you talk to somebody and you're like, Yeah, you know, we if we tell somebody we just don't play, like, reg, you know, like, games that everybody thinks of, like, Shoots Ladders and stuff like that, and you you tell them, like, Catan or Elder Sign or whatever, and then people like, oh, you like that? You know, and mm-hmm. it's like, it's it's funny how the board gaming community is, is large, but yet it still seems very indie, you know? It's where yeah. it's like, you don't know a lot of people touting that, I don't know why I said it like that, touting, um, <laughs> touting that, you know, that they like these kind of hardcore games and stuff like
1: that. Right, like you... Unless you go to a game store that you know people are going to be like, oh, you know, everybody here likes games. They know what games are, you know, like that aren't Monopoly, you know. Nobody really talks about it unless you happen to mention, hey, I like games. Mm -hmm. And then somebody else will be like, hey, what do you play, you know? And like, oh, wow, you actually play Pandemic? You know, you play something that... I've played that's not Monopoly, mm-hmm. you know? Yep. So, it, yeah, it's just kind
0: of... Yep. And then you get the yeah. people that'll be like, you know, oh, I play games, and they're like, oh, I love, you know, like some of the, like, Monopoly and stuff like that. And you're like, no, no, we don't really play that <laughs> right. anymore. We like to play these now, you yep. know? So, um, so uh, what else did... Uh, what else uh, What else did... Uh... <laughs> fan in 1976 say, for sale... Um, I've heard of it, but I've never played it. I've never heard of that. And they say, you mean I just purchased a cardboard box for nothing and flipped it for $5,000? One word, epic. Interesting.
1: Hmm, to look it up.
0: Yeah, no kidding, right? Um, so, and, and again, thanks, guys, for coming up with all these suggestions. Um, I've got uh, Agent Kuo, K-U-O. Um, they said, Sushi Go, of course. They said that I love drafting games, and this one is has really cute art it also ha- has a lot it's also a lot of fun and there's more strategy to it than you first realize when you play which is very true mm-hmm. um i played we played this the first time we played it was me and mike and my wife and it seemed to have a lot of strategy to it yep and then the next night we actually played it was me and my wife and she's like i don't think i could play this two players she's like i just don't think there's as much strategy with two players on oh, i oh i suppose and i could kind of see her point but at the same time i was also like if you Memorize the cards. I can kind of understand, but like, no offense to her, but I I beat her, and I'm terrible at remembering cards. I would just, you know, there was just a few times where I'd be like, aha, I know she's not gonna take this, so I'll take this, you know. That kind well, of yeah,
1: things. I think that's probably part of why it isn't as fun with two players, because yeah. it's just like, okay, well, you have the same deck just coming back and forth to you, you know. Yeah. I I can see that. Well, Possibly kind of yeah, bored with I that.
0: Yeah. Um, also, they say Dutch Blitz. never heard of that one either. Is uh, it
1: also known as Dutch Oven? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Let's hope not. <laughs> I give you the Dutch Blitz on your face. <laughs> Gross. Um, and they say, I like the fast-paced nature and the simultaneous play of this one. So yeah, I'll have to, they'll hmm. have to look that up. Next one we got is uh, Cure, K-Y-U-R. Um, they suggested, okay, I'm gonna get this wrong, but I'm pretty sure it's Japur, J A uh, I P U R. Requires only two players, easy to learn and teach. Deeper than it actually first, uh, deeper than it actually first appears to be, which I love that about some of these smaller games where you know they put a lot more into it than usual. Mm-hmm. Um, shorter playtime, uh, language independent, fantastic components, uh, small box and a low price. Um, they also say Dixit, which I've heard a lot of people talk about Dixit. It's more considered. It are you say? Are you smiling because I said Dixit? No, okay. Um, <laughs> just
1: smiling about something else. Okay. So let to do with that game, though. <laughs>
0: <laughs> nice. Editor's note: If you've listened to the previous podcast of Rich Summer talking about Dixit and saying, "Have you guys played Dixit?" and I said yes, and I totally lied. We didn't. I just wanted to keep him. In, to keep him talking, so we could talk about different things. So, I apologize, Rich, if you're listening. I apologize, I didn't play it. So,
1: <laughs> moving on. <laughs> Liar.
0: <laughs> oh man, because it's supposed to be a really good children's game for the most part, or good, great for children with their imagination. They say it's easy to learn and teach. Fantastic components, language independent, and unique mix of deduction, bluffing, and impro- improvisation. So I, I could see where at a nice, a nice drunken night of uh, Dixit would be kind of fun with the improvisation and the bluffing and stuff like that. And then uh, Cure was the one that talked about uh, Elder Sign. Uh, They said, cooperative game, something they generally like, easy to learn, teach, variable powers, gorgeous, low price, small box. Erratic, E-R-R-A-T-I-K on BGG. Listed some of their favorites. Carcassonne, of course. Um, Las Vegas, that's a game I'd like to play as I keep hearing so many good things about it. Ra, I've never played. R-A. Um, Red 7, which uh, Rich summer said he really liked. That's a fairly new one. And then uh, another one that I actually was going to think about talking about, but I didn't uh, bring it up, is King of Tokyo. Oh, King yeah. of Tokyo is fairly fast mm-hmm. and uh, really fun, and we really enjoyed it. Uh, what else? Um, I've got uh, another one. I've got Demon Jim. Uh, they said some of their personal favorites. Ticket Ride, of course. Carcassonne for sale again. Takedo. Um, Love Letter, Dixit, uh, Suro, Bonanza, which we talked about, King of Tokyo again, Kingdom Builder, Quicks, uh, Terror in Meeple City, or Rampage, that's another game I want to get, because I can just think it's amazing looking, and uh, Augustus and Survive. Also we've got Rusty567, another one for Dixit, uh, Guillotine, Zuloretto, the dice game, never heard of that one, oh. that seems pretty cool, yeah. um, Annapult, Animal Upon Animal, Balancing Bridge, um, Can't Stop, Bonanza, and Splendor, which is another game that's getting a lot of good hype that I'd like to play. And then they also suggested uh, Seem Light, but have a quite a bit of strategy. It played well, Ticket to Ride, Carcassonne, uh, Colorado, which I've never played. and it's uh, like Zularedo. Yeah. And then uh, Jaipur again. Lastly, we've got Hillian, uh, uh, H-I-L-L-E-A-N. We've got uh, Tekkenauko. Um, simple to Learn has its own strategies that aren't super complex. Ticket a Ride, and Dixit again. So, all right, thanks guys. That's a lot of great, a lot of great suggestions, and a lot of stuff we're gonna put on our list to mm-hmm. <laughs> put on our wish list to get. So, so yeah. And that was Light Games. I hope you had as much fun going through all that goofy stuff as we did. So, now we'll get into the review. Game review. This month we're reviewing Cold War: CIA versus KGB. This is a small game. It's two players. It says it only takes about 30 to 60 minutes. I don't even remember it taking an hour for us ever, really. Um, It's for ages uh, 14 and up. Um, Fantasy Flight Games, uh, I think it came out in 2007, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, It's a fun little little game where basically what you do is you have a bunch of... Basically what the name of the game is... Oh, there we go. Um, you have CIA agents, you have KGB agents, okay? Each of them has a different picture. The setup of it, the KGB versus the CIA, the story of the game doesn't really matter because basically this is just a a game where you're trying to get victory points, basically. And the way you get the victory points is you've got six different agents, basically. Um, You've got your deputy director, your director, your Assassin, your Analyst, your Double Agent, and your Master Spy. Each of them has a different number on there, and we'll talk about that when that comes into play later. And uh, each of them has a special ability on it, depending upon which side wins and which side loses. Uh, so every time you start out, basically what you do is you you have your, your six cards of your spies that you're going to pick out at the beginning. But first what you have to do is you have to pick out an objective. Okay, so you pick out your objective card. Your objective card has laid out. It's got a place, basically. So this one I have, it says Korea on it. And to the right of that, it's got four different symbols. And what those icons on the top right mean is basically those are the symbols for the group cards. So the biggest one that starts first, that tells you in the event of a tie, if if you guys tie on the stability points, then what you do is you go to those symbols and you decide who wins depending upon those so you've got four symbols on the top right the biggest one is the first group you go with so if you have you know the biggest amount of group cards out of that group then you win that hand but if the other person does then they win but if you tie then you go to the second highest or you go to the second biggest one then the third biggest one and to the smallest one so then that's how you break a tie if you guys are tied with the stability points there's uh, military cards. Um, they can destroy other group cards in play. Um, you've got political, or in the military, you've got political cards. Political cards can switch the allegiance of another group card in play, moving it from one side of the player's table to the other side. So you can actually take yours, and you can actually take yours and put it over on the other person's side, or if, or you can take theirs and put it on your side. The only trick is if you're going to put it on someone else's side, that you can't make them go over. The number that's designated on the card. There's a uh, economic cards which can switch the state of another group in play. So that means you can make mobilized cards ready, or you can take a ready card and mobilize it to use that especially. And then also there's media cards which allow a player to look at the top group card on the group deck and then choose to discard it to the group's deck discard pile. Play it, place it face up in front of yourself or leave it face down on top of the group deck for the other person to get what you have to do to win the objective is like say this korea one has a number of 11 and then to the left of that it's got four meeple characters on it so what it means is that you can only have four groups and then everybody takes turn taking a card from a group and it's got a number one through six and what you do is you just build up those cards to make as close or right on to the number f- to claim the objective. Okay, and then each objective on the bottom right has a victory point uh, designation. The one for Korea is 10, and I think it goes um, 10, 15, and 20. There are some special cards that you can get that are usually you, you only flip over one card for one group, and then you got to get close to a six as possible, and then each of these special cards has different special ability on it, also you get five victory points for claiming it um, so like this one says uh, detente it says discard this objective to return another terminated terminated agent to the game. it returns on leave so you've got so as you flip over your objectives as soon as you flip over your objective, you try to figure out what um, guy you're gonna use and each guy has a different number on it, which means that they depending upon what card you play, whoever has the lowest number. Gets to go first, in in the claiming of what their um, special ability is. Um, the analyst one is at the end of the at the end of the next turns briefing phase. Look at the top three cards of the group deck and replace them in any order you choose. So that's just something to kind of help you strategize your way to possibly claiming the objective. Deputy Director, this one, depending on... For the analyst, it doesn't matter which side wins. That's the that's what happens with the analyst. Uh, Deputy Director, no matter what side wins, it's no effect. This agent can't be terminated and never goes on leave, which means once you use one of your guys, they have to, they have to go on leave, which means they go off to the side for one round. The Director, usually if, if you win, you immediately claim the objective on the bottom of the objective deck. Or if the other team wins, it has no effect. Um, the The assassin is one where you take out the other agents, basically. So if you win, you get to terminate your opponent's agent X, and you get to put the objective face down on the bottom of the objective objective deck. So you don't get to claim the objective, but you get to take out one of their one of their um, one of their people, basically. So then, it you have less, they have less cards to deal with and to help them win the game. The master spy: if you win, your opponent claims the objective immediately. And then, if you lose, you get to claim it. So it's kind of one of those things where you get to just kind of sneakily say, "Okay, you can have it," and then you would claim it instead. For the double agent, no matter who wins, um, you get to choose one of the agents at your opponent's headquarters and immediately send them on leave. Or in next turn's planning phase, force your opponent to reveal their identity before you choose your own. So there's a lot of strategy that goes into it. There's different phases of the game. I know I kind of mismatched everything together, but I'll kind of explain uh, it a little more in detail. Phase 1 is the briefing. So basically what you do is you determine the objective, which you fl- turn the objective around, like I said. Um, you ass- assign the balance token. At the beginning of the game, what you do for assigning the balance token is basically just it's just random. Who wants to go? Whoever goes first, so whoever gets it, and then once you start scoring points, whoever whoever has the lowest amount of points keeps the um, balance token. So you keep that in mind, and then you shuffle the group deck, and then second phase is planning, where in the pa- planning phase you secretly choose one of your agents to send into the fight, and then the agent card becomes the his agent for the re- remainder of the turn. And you you place it face down in front of your in front of yourself, away from separate from your headquarters. And then uh, once once you actually use one of your guys, the next turn he has to go on leave. So basically, you have one less guy to use on your next turn, unless it's the deputy director, which he never goes on leave. And then phase three is influence struggle. When you're doing the influence struggle, you can do one of three things: you can recruit a group. So there's those four different groups that I described, and then, or when you bring them out, you you place you place them out vertically, and then when you activate them, you turn them horizontally horizontally to show them that they're mo- mobilized. So that means that you you've actually used them, and you can only use them once per that turn, unless you have a you can use an economic card to switch the state of another group group card, so you can actually make it mobilized or ready for action. So, and then another thing you can do is you can pass. So if you you know, you already have a close enough number, and you don't want to uh, do it. You know, don't want to do it again. You can pass for that turn and not do anything. And if the other person passes, then you can you can keep going until it until it's until you guys have both passed. So, whenever both players pass in a row, the influence uh, struggle ends. Okay. In addition, if either player's influence tolls exceed the objective stability, he causes civil disorder. And what Civil Disorder is, is that if you go over the stability amount, then what, mean, what it means is that the Agent X uh, superiors disavow all knowledge of the agent, and then they are terminated. And there's actually one of these special cards, the ones that, that uh, you can get for the five objective points, One of the special cards in the objective deck where you can actually bring back one of your guys. So that's kind of a cool thing to bring them back in. And then the last is the ceasefire. In the ceasefire phase, the results of the influence struggle are determined. The player with the highest influence total that does not exceed it uh, places the domination token on the objective. So that means you've got a little, you know, you've got your stability or your stability token, which stays on whoever, but you also have a uh, token with CIA or KGB symbol on it. So you put your. You put that token on top of the objective, and that means that you that you get it or that you have the influence, but you still have to decide you know what what agents you have because some agents you know will let you claim it and some will let you not claim it depending upon what the special uh special text is on the card so whoever has the closest to it gets the influence either getting and then once once you've determined that then each tr- each player flips over their agent card and then depending upon what number. They have next to their agent. Uh, lowest goes first to highest, so that's basically your initiative. So uh, usually initiative is higher to lower, but this time it's lower to higher. So so then you decide who does what, and then you resolve it that way. And then whoever is the first first to a hundred points wins. You've got your record keeping phase at the end. They call it the detente, but I mean you kind of I kind of told you. You'd, Whatever you score, you've got little scoring sheets here. uh, Actually, little scoring cards with little uh, symbols for your side or whatever, and you um, just keep scoring them until you get to 100 points, and then you win. So,
1: Mike, what did you think about this game? After all that, that was a lot. (laughs) Um, I'll edit it down. (laughs) It's much uh, simpler than that, it seems like, anyway. Yeah, it's actually a pretty fun game for something that was just kind of a throw-in you know to to Christmas I got you a, a different game and this just happened to be something to kind of like add into it and I was like oh it looks like it's kind of cool but I didn't really know anything about it and it turns out to be a pretty fun game good strategy and goes pretty fast really easy to learn mm-hmm. kind of neat the The pictures on it are, or art or whatever it's you know historical type events you know like kind of like they're not like, it's like newspaper clippings, you know, kind of from events in the past and stuff, so. But yeah, the strategy of it's really neat and, and easy to pick up and play, so I like it.
0: Yeah. Well, it's funny because they, they call it Cold War, Cold War CIA versus KGB, but there's a lot of different other people from different countries and stuff like that, so mm-hmm. I think it's interesting that they call it that. They should just call it something else, I don't know like history or
1: Well, I think like, it just had to do with having those agents you had to have yeah, sides probably. I suppose,
0: yeah. But it's weird that those groups the other groups would be different or whatever, but I suppose, you know. Yeah. And again, it just you don't have to have you don't have to worry about the setting of it. It's just a fun little uh fun little car game. It's cool to have, you know, the strategy with the different, you know, with the different um groups and stuff like that is really fun to try to figure out um it doesn't take very long at all of course that's why we call it a, you know that's why we put it with the light games as a review yeah i don't know it's just it's weird because i don't really i don't i'm not a big history buff and anything like that but i the cards look cool the concept was re- was really fun you know it yeah. didn't take us very long to play it i don't feel like you know
1: well, you don't really need to know anything historically it's pretty much a guessing game of what is the other person going to play as their agent against you you know and yep. just having strategy of what you want to play and kind of you know you have to be planning turns ahead because you're not gonna have the agent to be able to use the next time unless you have the one that goes back into your hand, yeah, so it there's a lot of strategy involved in it, yeah, so. yeah, yeah,
0: it was really fun is one of those games that you know again you just kind of picked out of nowhere and you you know you did you kind of did your you did yep. your homework on it board game geek, thank you very much and uh but yeah i Every time i played it, I've like, oh, man, I really want to play that again, because it's just, it's super fun. I, you know, I really enjoyed, you know, the, of course, the tra- the strategy of it is really fun trying to either kill off with your military or, you know, some of the strategy where you could, you know, look at the top card and see if you want it or not. Yeah, there's just a lot of different things about this game that I that I really enjoyed, so... The only thing that sucks about it is that it's only a two-player game because a lot of people won't play two-player games, but it's a good filler game, I think, you know, mm-hmm. and we, for the most part, play two two people, you know, most of the time, so, uh, you know. Yeah, it's nice for not? us
1: because we don't play <laughs> three-player or more games yeah, usually, so. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, so Fantasy Flight doing it again, so. Yeah. All right, well, now that we've talked about it for a very long time, and I'll, hopefully I'll edit this down <laughs> really low, what do you give this, Mike?
1: Out of eight, I would give it, I'd give it probably a six, because it's very easy to play and fun. It's like, I don't know that it's like a a game of the year type of a game, you know, but it's fun. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I'll go with a six. Yeah,
0: I agree with you. It's one of those that I I, I, I really enjoy, but yeah it's it's hard to put it in a higher ranking you know because it's it's a it's definitely a great filler game and it's got a great it does have a great concept to it and that you know it seems like i'm talking it up pretty good but it's not one of those games that i'm just going to be like oh everybody you know or whatever uh-huh. you know it would be one of those games that if someone's if someone came up to me and it's like you know i just need a quick little two-player game that's you know has a little bit of a fun little element to it i'd be like you know what pick this up you know It may seem weird that it's called Cold War. You don't even have to like war. You know? Mm -hmm. It's just a fun little strategy game. So, yeah, I would give it a six, too.
1: Yeah, I think that's why I would give it a, a six, really, is the way you said it. If somebody came up to me on the street and asked me for, like, a recommendation of a game, it wouldn't be, like, it's a fun game, but it wouldn't be a game that I would think of yeah. automatically. Yeah. You know? If if someone's like, yeah. Oh,
0: I'm looking for a fun game to play right now, you know, I'd probably say Takedo. You know, mm-hmm. I wouldn't say Cold War, you know. Right. So, so it's just a fun yeah. little fun little something.
1: Yeah, all pick right. it up, check it out. It's pretty decent and, it, and it's pretty cheap yeah, too. It's pretty cheap. So, yeah. so alright. And that's it for the review. Yep. Weird
0: games. Alright, weird games, people. I have to give a a shout out to a newer podcast called Talking Tinkerbots. A couple of guys that I follow on Twitter that follow us that are really good guys from across the pond in England. Uh, they were talking about this game and I had to mention it. So it's called, I'm going to get it wrong because I think it's German, it's called Mimo, B-U-S-E-N-M-E-M-O. It's a memory game, quite like memory, uh, memory or concentration where you have to find find the matching left and right breast of 48 women. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I can't believe that this is a thing.
1: I can. It's German. Yeah,
0: it's true. It's boobs, too, you know. People like boobs. What can you say? Oh, they have another... Somebody else Somebody else came out with a English version of it called booby match. <laughs> oh, wait, it was before that. So I wonder if that... Well, there you go. I wonder if they ripped them off. Booby match.
1: Somebody ripped somebody off.
0: Yeah, exactly. And it is what you think it is. It's just a, it's just a bunch of pictures of boobs. <laughs> big ones, small ones. Some as big as your head. What is that from? <laughs> I forget. Is from Buddy Python or something? But I have uh, no idea. Oh, and this one actually doesn't have the blurred out version of it. I thought they actually.
1: Well, you have to excuse Kurt now. he gone for a while.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Last time I looked at these, these were actually blotted out. That's weird. Okay. Uh, yeah. So that's weird. Obviously. <laughs> but for some people, it's
1: probably awesome.
0: <laughs> Alright. Okay, It's not looking you now. Okay. <laughs> Mike, you had a couple of weird games. What do you got? Yep.
1: Well, first off, I just happened to find... You know, you go to the games of, like, the mid-1900s. Yeah. Yeah. And you find all sorts of really weird things. (laughs) Found a game from 1968 by Whitman Publishing called Funny Face. Oh, okay. And it is a game where there there can be up to five players. And it's just a spinner game. And everybody has their own little board... And you have to assemble a clown face. Oh my god, <laughs> that sounds like you the spin, worst thing ever. Yep, you spin the spinner, and then you get like its nose and its ears and stuff, and you assemble it on your board to be the first person to assemble their creepy clown and their creepy, creepy faces. It's that? not cartoony. It's like real those weird face. like those weird like paintings of clowns oh, they did in like the sixties. So it's called
0: my nightmares. <laughs> yeah, good creepies.
1: Ugly, creepy stuff. I mean, it looks like the clown from It, kind of, you know? I mean, it's just very weird and, you know... Yeah, and it, right now it's selling on eBay. At least the one that I pulled up for forty two ninety five.
0: Oh my god! <laughs>
1: yep. Who would pay
0: dollars Oh god! Somebody
1: who remembers that game from their childhood and yep. thought it was awesome. Yep. Or somebody who
0: wants to haunt other people's dreams. <laughs> yep. Gross. <laughs> yeah. Def- creepy. Definitely a weird game.
1: Uh huh. Another one. It's actually not even out yet. I just noticed it on the hotness on Board Game Geek today. It's got a Kickstarter and it's called Exploding Kittens, and it looks like a game that we would love to play. <laughs> got uh, over four million dollars pledged to it right now, so it's doing pretty well. That is insane. Pretty much, it is. It looks like it's a card game where you have weird cat stuff. <laughs> There's like a laser pointer and all sorts of stuff, but I think you're from what I can tell your goal is to not get your kittens exploded but then it has like weird cards like they had a taco cat and we just we never thought of this before but on the card it has a picture of a Chaco with a cat face on it and then the this little thought bubble that says I am a palindrome taco cat's a palindrome who would have ever thought of that that's what this game is all about They have the regular version, which I guess is for ages seven and up, and then there's a NSFW, not suitable for work version, um, that you can get if you pay the higher price, and the only thing that it says on the cover there, I'm not sure what else comes in there, but it says this deck includes boob dragons. (laughs) So, (laughs) yeah, looks like fun, and totally, totally weird, but... Totally weird, oh, we want to play this, uh,
0: but weird in an awesome way. Uh-huh. And the art kind of looks like a, like a Adventure Time kind of yeah, look yeah. to it, and it looks amazing. And mm-hmm. it's got and of course like we talked about, it's got a it's got a cool sense of humor. So I'm, I have a feeling as soon as it's done with Kickstarter, someone's gonna pick it up because with four million dollars making making that much on Kickstarter, which is just phenomenal. Of course, it's you know the the most anything's ever made as far as a game goes. So you're going to see it. Somebody's going to pick it up.
1: Mm-hmm. So. Well, everybody that's putting money towards is picking it up. But yeah, for sure. For us, we, yeah. maybe, I don't know. I'll have to see about how our money
0: is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, that's Word Games. That's the end of the podcast. Hopefully you had some fun. We talked about some awesome light games. A couple of, of announcements at the end here. Uh, me and my lovely wife, I just kind of put this past her and didn't think she'd bite on it, but I asked her if she wanted to go to Gen Con, and she said, sure. And I'm like, um, what? <laughs> so God willing, and everything goes smoothly, and things don't get in the way, we're going to see if uh, MFG, half of MFG cast can go to Gen Con. Mm-hmm. So um, unfortunately, Mike and Malia, his wife, can't make it because they're going to uh, their own little trip yep. before that. So, But uh, he'll be there in spirit, and uh, hopefully we'll be able to talk to some of our favorite Publishers and uh, see them in real life, and kind of get the download. I'd like uh, get the download. I'd like to talk to a few of them on uh, get some videos up on YouTube, so you guys can kind of see what we're all about and some of the people that we've talked to and stuff like that. If you haven't already seen them on YouTube or in real life themselves, so we're gonna hopefully make that make that a reality. So. If you guys have any uh, tips and tricks of uh, getting through a Gen Con weekend, let me know because I'm I'm going to be gearing up for that and trying to figure out where we're going to stay and you know how many days we're going to do and you know how much time we want to do because my wife can't <laughs> can't possibly do all day and I don't think I can either because I'm you know I'm old. Um, so I have some tips
1: for you. What's that? Don't shower. <laughs> Eat Cheetos and then rub your Cheeto hands on your pants okay. for a while. I can sweats. Do- Definitely do sweats. sweats. Nice. I can do all yes. Of those. <laughs> yes, that will be perfect. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm I don't sorry. know. I've never been there, but that's that's just my I think of like a game store like on a grand scale. So yeah. probably a huge convention center that smells like BO. <laughs> sorry. You're all gamers, you understand. Yeah like no. you understand unless you're like the BO creator of your store. <laughs> So we've all, we've all,
0: we've all been there. There's, there's going to be all, all types of people, the smelly people, the not smelly people. So it'll be fun to go down there and just, you know, be able to play games and just kind of, you know, kind of take it in. I've heard, you know, I can't even remember what, what they were at last year, 120, 130,000 people. So that's, that's going to be interesting because I don't, I'm not, I'm pretty good with crowds, but I'm sure after the after the four, third or fourth day, I'm like, okay, I'm ready to go.
1: <laughs> I hope they have furries there. Oh, I I'm hope sure. You get humped by a unicorn.
0: Oh, oh, I hope so too. <laughs> yes. Oh man. Hopefully, it's a beautiful unicorn. <laughs> so, so yeah, we're gonna tr- we're gonna try that. There's a couple other things we're gonna try to do. I'm gonna we're gonna try to get a few more interviews in this year. I'd like to try to get at least an interview a month, just to kind of talk to some different people about you know what they love about gaming and. Just fun to be able to talk with everybody that's listening to the podcast and who's made games and stuff like that. So it's nice to just be able to do that month in and month out. Or for us, you know, last year we had more interviews than the year prior, but this year we want to make it a little more so we can just get the community to uh, know more about games that are coming up, not just uh, big budget games, but uh, kickstarters and little indie games and stuff like that too. So. We're gonna to try to do as best as we can for that. Even I'm even gonna to try to see if I can uh, do a couple of review videos for you guys for stuff that you guys are looking for. It'll be a lot better than what I say on here because I'll <laughs> I'll have it hopefully polished up a little bit more. But anyway, and if there's any else, any other suggestions you guys have, if there's any people that you know out there that are making a game or designing something or you know, get in touch with us. You know, we've got. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. I'm home. Chili on BoardGameGeek. You can get a hold of me there. You can uh, email us at mfgcast3 at gmail.com. Yeah, let's, let's start the conversation up. Let's get people more in, engaged in, in board games to where you know we don't have to do this whole, like, oh, you play board games kind of thing. Let's get everybody to know that board games are out there and that they're fun to play.
1: And, and video games. We and do that, too. And video games,
0: too. Yeah, that's right. We do video <laughs> and games, And card too. games. Yeah.
1: And dice games. Yeah. We, and long games.
0: I don't know if you know this, but we <laughs> like games. That's the whole reason we do this. Yes. So but until next month, which I think we're going to do licensed games. So you have got your your Harry Potters, your your Back to the Future, your uh, Simpsons. We'll talk about all those licensed games that are either really good or a lot of them that are very shitty. <laughs> so, until next month, we'll see you then. Bye.